Hello, how are you? Good, yeah. Yeah, I'm not too bad. We're back. We are back. It feels good. Yeah, it's been a long time now. Jeez. And it's been since like August. <laughs> yeah. August 5th was the last one. Jeez. A lot's happened since then. Well, 2021, well, half a season of football's happened now. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Jesus. Okay. Where do we start? Sorry? Where are we starting? What are we starting with? Well, we'll start off with Villa, then we'll do Tottenham, then we'll look at the okay. EPL and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do I start off with Villa? Last season, we were looking like relegation contenders, looking like we were going to go down with 10 games to go, and yet we are in the top half of the table competing for Europa League football this season. Mm. What, what a turnaround. Yeah. It is a good turnaround, but do you think you can? I I think we can keep it up. I think it's it's difficult to predict. We had like um, a tough run of games. That's why we haven't picked up many points in the last few because we had like Chelsea, Man United, City, like all in the space of like a week or two. Um, I also feel, I just can't believe how far we've come since last season, only bringing in five players. And how good Emmy Martinez has been for us. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's your signing of the season? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think he's. I think he is one of the signing of the seasons for the whole of the Premier League. I think he's been absolutely brilliant, and I was su- so surprised that Arsenal sold him to us. It was mm-hmm. quite out of the blue, but I wouldn't want it any other way. If I, if, if oh. he's superb. Is it like ten million or something? I think it was. I think it was around twenty million. But like that, I'd rather pay that than you know stick with Heaton mm. after he got injured and stuff, or stick with Nyland. I think that uh, Martinez was the the what a wise decision to make. Mm. And after a leaky defence last season, then of course you're going to want to add depth to that and add quality to it. And we have mm. everyone was laughing at Martinez, weren't they? Because mm. he had um, Villa's a step up in my career. Yeah. And now Villa are oh. ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, we've done the double over them this season as yeah. well. He he wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. What do you think of Watkins? I, I think he's been a. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. I know um, all of his goals have been from open play, or he's had like one from the penalty spot, uh, and he does he doesn't usually take them now. Um, I think he's the thing with Ollie Watkins is. I know he didn't score for like nine games, but he offers so much more to the team than scoring goals. He runs into the channel. He creates space for others. You see that Grealish and um, Barkley feed off him and same as Traore. You can see that, you know, Grealish, last season, Grealish was reluctant to give the ball to certain players mm-hmm. because he knows that, that, you know, the chance will be gone or, you know, they'll lose the ball. And it feels like this season... Greenish doesn't isn't just the, the one that we rely on. When somebody when Greenish isn't in the game, um, then we've got like Watkins and Traore and Barkley who also create um, gaps and space and create chances for us. But I think Ollie Watkins brings so so much more to the team than than Wesley ever did. Um, I love him. I think he's brilliant. Well, it's been a while for us, but. 
as we haven't done a podcast in long, um, the Liverpool game. Yeah, yeah, I think we have to. I think we have to. The same day, Tottenham beat Man United six one. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a weird one. I remember watching the game and it being like one nil, and I was like, okay, we might. It was only Watkins who scored. I was like, well, I think we can hold on to this. I was confident before the start of the game that we could get something out of it, uh, but I never expected us to put seven past Liverpool. I'll say that. It was, we were brilliant from start to finish. You know, we create space, you know. Liverpool play a high line and we managed to do the same thing that Leeds were trying to do, but more successfully. Like Leeds on the opening day of the season, you know, press the high line, create space in behind. That's what Villa did on a number of occasions, like the free kick where somehow we get the ball into the box with Raleigh Watkins hat-trick. Mm. Uh, you know creating the space for both the Grealish's goal we even had goals outside the box you know we could just create chances from anywhere in that game mm. yeah um, I, I remember watching it I was watching it on the live ticker alone in the living room yeah. and it, I think Barkley scored to make it 4-1 or something yeah and literally all the family got in there because um, um, our stepdad's a Villa fan and yeah. The TV was turned on, beers hanging out. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it was a good game to watch. It, it, it was so surreal. Like we we were good against. We we just beat Sheffield barely from a penalty. They were not a penalty. They missed a penalty. Yeah, I think Martinez was brilliant in that game. Yeah. Beat Fulham. They had a dodgy defence. Either way, you know, Grealish created space, created chances. And that Liverpool game was just strange. I just couldn't believe what was going on. It was so surreal what was happening. This would never have happened last season. Like Villa fans couldn't have imagined a season like this in in years. We haven't had any. We haven't had like a target man in years like Ollie Watkins. We haven't had a star player for years like Jack Grealish. And I feel like we finally got our club back, and we finally getting you know what we expect from our our Villa team. Mm-hmm. Do you think, well, who do you think, do you think, well, actually, do you think any Villa players, if so, who can make it to the Euros? I think, I think Grealish has to go. Mm. I, I don't, I think Grealish has already got his spot. I think that's guaranteed. I think Mings will go. I feel like, um, Konza has a chance. I feel like Konza is better than Mings, but that's just my personal opinion. They, they're both brilliant either way. Um, I think McGinn's going. I think he's he's one of, if not Scotland's best player. Mm. It's a bit biased from my point of view, but you know he's a really good player. Mm. Uh, I think I think Arnie Watkins has a chance as well. I know it'd be difficult, but I think he has a chance. I really do. Yeah. In fact, I think the whole back four has a chance of going to the Euros. Yeah, Matty Cash is a shout. Mm. So, Definitely. Isn't isn't he French? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a shout. France need a left back. Mm. But um, big debate I was having the other day um, with a friend. Um, Bamford or Watkins? I know my my opinion's always going to be biased, and I'm always going to take Watkins. Mm. But if there's one thing I can't deny is that Bamford has been brilliant this season. Mm. I feel like he he he's very good at. Um, if he, he looks so confident on the ball, like against the Crystal Palace, I think it was where they won two 0 mm. 
he's strong goal and he plays around the defender. He misses the chance anyway, but like just have the confidence to even try that. I think the more he scores, the more confident he's going to get. It's the same as Watkins. If Watkins keeps scoring goals, if Watkins gets a goal, he'll get another and then another. And then, you know, he might have a break or so, but then he'll score one and then get back on, back on his grind. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Bamford as well, but Bamford is very good. Mm. But Watkins, yeah, I I agree. Um, big U turn now to North London. Um, your yeah. opinions first, and then we get on to me. Um, what's your opinion on Tottenham's season? I feel like the season started off very well, and I feel like it's just the typical Joe's. I think mm. you know the seat. First first season goes well, you know, you say it happened with Chelsea and stuff. And then the second or third season it kind of drops off. I think it's a repeating process. I feel like it doesn't help that Deli Alley's not playing and some and of course he's unhappy about that, which is gonna affect the rest of the squad. I feel like you're a bit unlucky losing Kane, but you rely on him too much. I feel like that's one of the problems. Yeah. Um but I feel I feel like you've only got a couple of points from your last like five games or something. Uh, you have been poor, but I feel like there is a way of you turning it around. I think there is. There's always a way. I mean, we were very unlucky last night. Um, yeah. Scored 5-2 Everton. Five, not 5-2, 5-4 Everton. Yeah. Mental game. Um, we've got a City um, Saturday. Um the players are going to be knackered because Jose subbed on. But there was a yeah. there were so many positives. That game. Yeah. I mean, Davinson Sanchez came out of nowhere, got a brace, was on a hat trick. Mm. Um, yeah, we were playing attacking football. I can't remember mm. when I saw five at the back that entire game. It was good to see because mm. it was it was so painful to see Liverpool like. Part the bus, Brighton. Somehow we parked the bus against them, and Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know what Dyer was doing with that penalty. That was, that yeah, symbolic. But I think yeah. we've been the if team this season. Like if we did this, like just think, yeah. how, where would we be if we like didn't bottle it in the last seconds of the game? Like Newcastle, mm-hmm. we could have got, we should have got three points there because VAR. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 that's a definite three points. Yeah, there. West Ham, fair play to West Ham, but we should we should have got the three points there. Crystal yeah. Palace, Wolves, Chelsea mm. in the first game. There, there's so many. Um, but yeah, um, what do we think of VAR this season? Because it was so criticised last season. What yeah. do we think of it this season? I think I think it's getting worse. You know, I think the the. Decision on the opening day, just I think it made up everybody's decision about VAR. Like that, that was never handball. Like that, that should never be given. I think it's the same with a lot of penalty decisions. You know, this, that, and the other. I feel like if you take VAR away, then people will, as soon as there's a chance, the next game, and you know somebody gets fouled, the referee doesn't give it, then people are going to say, "Ah, oh, if VAR was here, then that would have been given." That that that's the whole problem about it. Either way, there's a lot of people who won't be happy about it. Mm. So I think we've got to keep it, but it's got to improve. If it if it because this is the Premier League's the best league in the world, the most watched league in the world. 
but yet we have the worst officials. We have the the worst um, VAR system because mm. it just doesn't work. And there's so many wrong decisions given that it's costing teams points. So like the the Villa game, we should have gone down last season if that Nyland thing counted. I know that wasn't VAR entirely, but that that scoreline technology. But it's also the, the, the dire penalty. It's just loads. Of the, the Man City uh, goal against us again. Like that should never be given. Mm. Yeah, no, it's got to change. My opinions on just football overall recently, the last about five, seven years, is that the game? I feel like the game's dying. Like the rules are changing, like every yeah. every month. Like I remember, um, like it used to be like complete arm and ball. Now it's mm. like a certain degree on your arm like if it's like below yeah. the shoulder something like that on your yeah the upside thing yeah. as well like has to the end of your sleeve yeah like I remember like there's so many the Southampton one I think it was Southampton mm. versus you actually yeah it was um, denied Ing's last minute equaliser is that like, yeah. that was the same with uh, Patrick Bamford versus Crystal Palace in the first game of the um, yeah, I just feel like there's no passion in the game anymore because, like, whenever I get games yeah. we score, yeah, we celebrate like mad, and then turns out yeah. VAR rules it out and we lose the points. Mm. It's annoying, um, but I feel like players players have a massive contribution to this as well. Like the ridiculous yeah. amount of diving that happens, you know, like I want just they're not aggressive enough. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just starting to look like, you know, not the football I was seeing yeah. 10 years ago. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fo- fo- football's changed a lot since yeah. then compared to what we saw 10 years ago. Right? It is very, very different. Yeah. But a lot of people, for a lot of people, uh, mm. football's their source of happiness. And, you know, you yeah. see like some... Absolute, even if they're like some absolute middle-aged hooligan, mm, yeah. tattoos all over him. Like it's their source of happiness, and like, yeah, especially in lockdown, you see people, you know, like tens of thousands. If you saw the videos of the ball ring in Birmingham, yeah, just before we went into the second lockdown, I can't remember this. Yeah, but yeah, like you see schools open, yeah, that have got like a thousand pupils in, and yet like. Professional football can't open. Just mm. getting stupid now. I just yeah. It is it's a strange one, isn't it? Really, I feel like the good thing about football still being allowed to all professional sports still being allowed to be, you know, on live TV and stuff at uh, after what during lockdown mm. too helped so many people more than it would have been lockdown. The yeah. first lockdown, because you know people were locked indoors, but there was there was nothing on the the TV for they could watch it. There's nothing they could be passionate about anymore because it's all stopped. I think it helps so much being for people to hear or to watch watch their team mm. play. And I think it's the same with all sports, you know, like cricket, rugby, football. It it all it very, people are very passionate about it. I've done something happier. Mm. <laughs> Champions League. 
Well, go on, you start. Let's say this. The Champions League, um, sadly. Um, but, um, yeah. Who do you think... Well, I think Bayern can win it again this year. Yeah. Because they're just the strongest team in Europe, to be honest. They've got world-class players. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't really been watching the Champions League this year. No, I haven't really either. I've just been watching the Villa. Same, I've been watching the Tottenham. But, um, but yeah, I haven't really been watching the Champions League. It just, it, it just, mm. It's not exciting without the fans. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the same yeah. with all football. You know, if, if, you, if you don't have a team in the Champions League, then it's not as enjoyable to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't know. I don't know who I think will win it. I think Bayern always have a strong chance. I think it's the same every year. Yeah. Same. I think it's the same with Real Madrid and Barcelona. Maybe not Barcelona as much because of the situation that they're in currently. Yeah, um, mm, yeah I know. Uh, I also think that I don't. I don't know if City will win it this year. They somehow always bottle it. If they win the Premier League, then I don't think they'll win the mm. Champions League. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but with the Champions League, it's just there's not a lot of entertainment. I think the only entertainment I've got out of the Champions League in 2020 was mm. the uh, Bayern game versus Barcelona. That was like the exciting yeah. Champions League game. Yeah. Was it the semi-final? Um, no, I think it was the quarter, to be honest. Yeah, I think it was the quarter. Yeah, it was the quarters, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just Champions League's not as entertaining, but I think it can get good this year. Yeah, um, exactly. So there's yeah. always a way. So I think Bayern will win it again. Runners up will be mm-hmm. Atletico Madrid because they're doing bits. Yeah, the, the, the how they got Suarez on a free is he's, beyond me. He, he is free. Right, that, that that free. Yeah, it was it was insane. Yeah, he's, he's insane. Barcelona need to sort themselves out. Imagine mm. get Messi go on a free to City. Oh, Christ! Imagine like the crazy thing about him is is that he got treated with so much disrespect at Barcelona, just being literally thrown out the club, and yet he's doing absolutely incredible for Atletico Madrid so far. Like, it, it, like if somebody told me that last year that Suarez would go on a free. To Atletico Madrid and score so so and so many goals. I can't remember how many he scored for 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 free. I'd have, I wouldn't have believed him because it's just so good how how well he's doing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's absolutely amazing they got him on a free. Yeah, but Atletico Madrid been doing bits. Mm. Yeah, same as Joe, Joe Felix. He's he's starting to come into his um, price tag. You know, yeah, exactly. He's starting to become what Atletico signed him for and he as a striker as well what's interesting is he receives so much mm. of the ball it's almost as if he's playing as a midfielder mm. at times but you know he's a very creative player he's like really if you give him the ball he'll he'll create something and that that's what Atletico Madrid signed him for and they're finally mm. getting that out of it Talking. which is great to see Jaden Sancho what's happened to him I mean he's made a good comeback and he's been class but he's mm. not been yeah Jaden Sancho level, has he? 
Yeah. I know I checked his stats the other, other week or something, and it was like two goals, eight assists, which was significantly down from last season. Um, I feel like, I don't know if the whole Man United saga had maybe, maybe affected him, but I don't, I don't think he's that sort of player, especially at his age. I don't think that's the sort of thing that would happen. Yeah, yeah I, He just might have dropped off. I don't know. It, it's, It'd be interesting to see if he even makes the Euro squad because he plays he plays well for England and stuff. Just for, for uh, Dortmund, he's not performing at the same level as we usually see. I've got see. a lot of opinions on Sancho. Um, first of all, Dortmund could be facing financial worry, and mm. they've made an eight-man list to sell, and Jade Sancho's yeah in that list. But this is ruined football. Giving young mm. players. Overwhelming price tags, you know, like Jao Felix, 130 million. He's done good now. Jaden mm-hmm. Sancho, 120 million, probably overwhelmed him. Kepper, 80 million, probably overwhelmed him. Yeah, there's so many exactly. players like this. And I think, yeah, you know, it, 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 yeah, like the play, young players got get bought for such a big price tag. If they don't live up to it, they get so much stick from fans and uh, like people who want to see them perform well. And basically people um, take them off as not, not good enough by the age of 2021. 20, but uh, the reason that happens is because they're getting judged so much that they feel like that they, they failed and they can't live up to expectations. And there's going to be a change for these, these price tags. I think, the whole thing about UEFA and stuff, they've, they've got to take action on the financial fair play aspect of football because I don't think, I don't even think the name or transfer should have, should have been able to happen. It was that ridiculous. I agree. I think, I think the transfer market probably just needs a, you know, a, a drastic change in football because yeah, of the way it's going. Yeah. And Mbappe's going to be like 500 million, isn't he? Like, exactly, it's ridiculous, and I think mm. we need to lower it down a bit more. Like twenty years ago, if you wanted to buy Aguero right now, probably it'd be about mm. five million. Like worth like exactly. You see, the transfer market was not in like hundred millions, tens millions. It was in like the hundred k mark. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is stupid. I think I think the the biggest transfer before the name I won was like Pogba or something for eighty nine million. And it, it's amazing how in the matter of like a year or two, we've gone from players being sold for eighty nine million as a record for from it going to two hundred and twenty million. Like it is ridiculously high, and how quick it changes. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, moving back on to Jaden Sancho, he's had, he has been scoring a lot recently. Yeah. But um, yeah. like, it's not been talked about talked about a lot. But um, where do you think Erling Haaland's next destination is? I know people are saying Chelsea, but I feel like with Tuchel now coming in, he's not going to just you know forget one of, of because I don't think he would do that from the same country. It's the same with Havertz as well. I feel like there's always going to be a bit of... I don't I don't know what to say. I feel like that he's always going to play them for the how much 
he got they got signed for because of how how good they're meant to be and how much they are supposed to live up to expectations and they haven't. I feel like Chelsea. I know Chelsea have a lot of money, but I feel like to make the biggest transfer record of all time to sign Haaland is just it just wouldn't happen. I feel like for Real Madrid, it's either Haaland or Mbappe. They'll probably go for Mbappe. They've been looking at him for a number of seasons, and Mbappe apparently wants to go there. Don't don't think Liverpool have the money to do it currently, uh, especially like how much they're paying for wages and stuff. And I don't think I think Man I think Man United is just a deluded situation. I don't think he's ever going to go there. Mm. But unless unless they're winning Premier League after Premier League after Premier League, he yeah. won't go there. I I think Haaland's next destination is Leeds United. Mm. Well, there were reports about him having a release clause for the 17, Leeds or something. I don't know how true that is. Million. Leeds can buy mm. them for. Yeah. Just to think, I always talk to my granddad about this because he's a mad Leeds fan. But Messi's yeah. been talking to Bielsa. Yeah. Imagine Messi mm. on a free in Haaland for 17 million. I, I reckon that would be the greatest transfer window yeah. in history. And I don't think that would ever be topped. It just depends when Haaland moves there. I reckon if Messi went there, then of course Haaland would go. But of course he would. He definitely Haaland... would do it. But I feel like if Messi doesn't, then I feel like Haaland will wait till the end of his career to do that or like when he gets to his like late 20s yeah, or something. I agree. Haaland's always been a massive Leeds fan. And um, so, mm. so, so was his dad um, played for Leeds. Haaland was born in Leeds. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, Leeds he mad. So I, I don't see why he doesn't want to move, you know, next season. But it just depends. Yeah. If he's still going to, like, you know, bag in Dortmund and they're not winning trophies like the Bundesliga and the Champions League and the DFB Pokal, I don't see why. Yeah. I think he wants a Premier League switch, but I don't think he's going to stay yeah. at Dortmund for another, like, two seasons. Yeah, I feel like he's a player that wants to go and win mm. everything. I think the problem with Leeds is Haaland has is such a astronomical talent that we haven't seen in a while because we had like Ronaldo and Messi, they were always at the top. And now it feels like it's going to be a race between Mbappe and Haaland to get that number one spot in the world when they're, uh, Ronaldo mm. and Messi are both gone. And I feel like it's too early in his career and his potential is so off the charts that it w- I don't think he would move to Leeds. I don't think that... I, I, think, I don't even think that would be his decision because clubs will be demanding a, like a massive fee depending on who he um, goes that, to. He's um, got agent as well. You know, the really popular one, yeah. the really controversial one. Yeah. Oh, Mina Raiola. He, that's it. He, yeah. He's his agent, so... And anything could happen, and I yeah. hope there is another Messi Ronaldo. You can't compare anyone to Ronaldo because they're yeah. two unreal players that the rivalry they've had that ever be matched again. But mm-hmm. I hope we get something somewhat of a rivalry. We've we haven't really seen a lot between Mbappe and Haaland yet. You know, we saw the PSG yeah. fixture last year, which was really entertaining. Um, mm. but yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I feel like the problem with um, 
Pele and Maradona is they were around at different times. So there was never a debate of who was the best in the world at that current point. Uh, I feel like, you know, Ronaldo and Messi have been head to head for a number of years. A bit like when they were playing in La Liga together. That was the most exciting game to watch in football, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Because it was just the two players involved in it were just so, so amazing that you wouldn't miss it. Big question. Are you Messi or Ronaldo? Okay. Messi. I think Messi for me all day. I feel like like Ronaldo's good, but I feel like even Messi's 91 goals in a calendar year, I don't think that will ever be beaten. That's how incredible Messi is and will probably be the best player in history. Ronaldo's always up there. Of course he is, but I feel like just in terms of what Messi can do compared to Ronaldo, some of the stuff that Messi has done, especially in like Real Madrid, Barcelona games, in mm. some of the biggest games in the world, I feel like he's got he's got to be number yeah. one. I, I, I think Messi is the greatest player of all time. He will not, not he will be the greatest mm. player of all time for this century, I think, because he yeah. does things that no one can do. Like Ronaldo, yeah, exactly. Fair play to him. I, I, I'd rather look up to Ronaldo than Messi because his hard work and determination mm. he's done throughout his whole career is just, mm. you know, inspirational. But Messi does unreal he's, things. He's, you know, he does yeah. things that everyone wants to do but can't do. Like that goal where he made yeah. the keeper on the back heel or when he took on yeah. or you know, goals like that. It's just... He's just got to be the greatest of all time. Yeah. You, do, you do wonder how he does it. It's just that incredible. I feel like Ronaldo's worth ethic, worth ethic is so off the charts that it, it, that's why he's so good. He's incredible. I feel like they will go down as the two best players of, of all time. And it looks like we've still got more to come from them. Like Ronaldo's 35 and still Perhaps. banging in goals every in, uh, week. Yeah, 36 now. And he's still banging in goals every week for Juventus in Syria. I think he's going to be here for a yeah. number of years still. That messy, depending on if he moves and stuff. But yeah. I think I he's think, around for a while I as think well. I Messi will retire first. I think he'll got another like three, yeah. four seasons under his belt. But I see Ronaldo as like his latter. He'll go for a long time. Yeah. And Ronaldo will eventually be the yeah. highest goal scorer of all time. Miles, I think. He will, yeah. But um, mm. I think Messi will retire first. But I think the transfer, yeah. every football fan in the entire world, not even football fan, would Ronaldo goes back to United and Messi goes. Yeah. And Jeremy goes to United. That, that would be. You know, I wouldn't want to see it as a mm. Tottenham fan, but the payment, Pep versus yeah. Jose, Messi versus Ronaldo, that sort of, yeah. you know. That, like how the Classicos were mm-hmm. back in 2011, 2013, that yeah. those Classicos were the best games you'll ever see in your life. To bring that in the best yeah. league in the world would be honestly, yeah. I don't know, mad, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like. Messi's been linked to City a lot in the summer. Ronaldo's been linked to Man United a lot for the 
a number of years now, um, Man United fans want him back. If we were going to see them both in the in the Premier League, you know, the Manchester derby mm. would be the biggest game, or one of the biggest games, if not the biggest in the world, because of just the players involved in it. Imagine like Pogba versus De Bruyne, uh, Rashford versus Sterling, and then Messi versus Ronaldo. Yeah. Like that, that's Me- incredible. Like. That that, Not that even would be insane. Would be watching. Like, I'd say at least a billion people would be watching. The, yeah, the exactly. numbers exactly. would be off the charts. Yeah, be the biggest and we've ever seen. Even if, because Ronaldo said this on in an interview, um, I can't remember when. I think it was recently mm. that he like the game he retires, him and Messi are going to be in the team. And imagine that. Yeah. Messi's playmaking, like Messi takes on three, then Ronaldo step overs past the left back and smacks mm. it top corner. I just, just I don't know, they're just brilliant. Yeah, they are. They really are. Another topic I want to talk about is who we think will be in the Euro squad, or who who do we think should start for England? We're, we're say, shall we just say two goalkeepers and then two left backs, two right backs? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, so that's four, three, classic formation. Yeah, I think, I think that's yeah. what we. I, I think, think that's, that's what we should play. The best we can do with a CDM as well. Um, goalkeepers. Yeah, who are you talking? Exactly. Two goalkeepers. Um, not not Pickford. I I think I'll go with. Well, I don't know about this one. This is this is difficult for goalkeepers. Who would you go for? Who would you go for? Oh yeah, well, actually, yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah, you won't agree with me, but Sam Johnston or D- Dean Henderson. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say Dean Henderson. I'm not sure about Johnston, um, but Dean Henderson. I think he's up there. <coughs> yeah, mm. I agree. Um, left back. Yeah. Who are you saying? I think Chilwell has to have a chance, depending on how he does at Chelsea at the moment. I think Target also has a chance, in my opinion. I don't know about what you think. I think for England left-back, um, Chilwell has to start. Um, yeah. Maybe, because Kyle Walker can play left-back as well. Maybe Kyle Walker on bench or something like that. Yeah, so right back. Yeah. What are you saying? Trent or... The, yeah. the problem with the right back spot is there's so many great talents there that if you're playing in the right back spot, you're probably better trying to go for either like a, a try to switch to the left back or centre back or right mid because it's so difficult to get in that right back spot with Wan Bissaka, Kyle Walker and Trent. I think... And Reece James as well, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm... There's so many just unbelievable players there. Even Matty Cash as well. Yeah, Tanganga. There's just so many. I I think... I think Trent's too poor one-on-one. Like, Sterling was in a training session, basically, against him on uh, the the weekend against uh, Trent. I think it was just too easy. Carl Walker's coming to the end of his career, but I still think I think he should start. Uh, and I think Wan Bissaka on the bench 
And I think Matty Cash as well should also be in the, yeah, the debate um, for it. My right back, so I'm going to say Wambasaka starts just because he's going to be more reliable than Trent. Then shall have Trent just because if, yeah. if we need to attack him. Yeah, right, right centre back. Yeah. What are saying? Keep in mind we need the left centre back. Mm-hmm. I think for right centre back, I think it's got to. I think Stones has got to start there. No, I don't. I don't think Harry starts. You know, I think Stones has been so incredible with Diaz. It's just if he can play without him, that that's the question now. Right, he could be so good for City, but as soon as Diaz is not there, he could just be awful. But I don't think he'll be that way because I think he's he's finally found his feet after a couple of years. I, I think he he has to start, and I think Maguire is probably second choice for that nice. spot. Um, for me, I agree. To be honest. Stone's starting. I think he's going to be class. And uh, second for that spot. Left yeah. centre-back. Oh, I think Mings is a left-footed Mings is a left footed centre-back, so he should have a chance. I think Konza also has a chance of getting mm. in the squad if he makes it. Or it's, it's going to be Maguire starting. Die. Yeah, Tarkovsky as well also has a chance. No, no, I, no! I wasn't even going to put Dyer in the debate for that to spot. To be honest. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> um, for me, I think Maguire has a good chance because he's been more consistent recently. Yeah. Not living up to his price tag, but he's mm. been he's been decent. But yeah, um, yeah. I just realised right. for left back we could have said Luke Shaw. He, he he's been bad. Luke Shaw as well, like. There's, there's, class. So many. Um, there's so many. But anyways, um, yeah, I think Maguire would get it and I think Mings would definitely get to the Euros. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I think Greedish and Mings yeah. are already in the squad, to be honest. Okay, see again. Okay. It's either got to be Rice, Rice or... It's either Rice, Henderson, or Diet, but I feel like Same. Rice has to start um, for me. Rice start bench. I think Henderson. Yeah, bench Henderson. Yeah, yeah. I think Rice is so young and he's proved so much. Like, yeah, yeah. Isn't is. he the captain for West Ham? Yeah, and they're in the Champions League spot. It's just a no-brainer to play him there. No, Henderson's good and all, but like. Declan Rice is young. He's got years ahead of him. You want to get, get him more and more experience so when he goes into those big games in the future, he's more confident and can give other advice to mm. other players. Yeah. That's what you I, want. I'm going to say the same as you. Rice start. Left centre mid. Yeah. Saying. But, or you could even put him left wing, but we're, we're, what are you saying? Yeah. I feel like there's too many good wingers for Greenish to be in that spot. I also feel like he, he has more of an impact on the game as a, a, sen- a centre mid. When he plays for Villa, he doesn't stick on the left. He's around the whole whole pitch. You see him everywhere. A lot of the games is even on the right. There's no and like they'll switch around and stuff. Uh, I feel like Gre- Greenish has got to be in that midfield spot. I feel like Mount's got to be behind him. I think Mount's second. So he's, I think the midfielder for me, left centre mid, Jack Grealish, person on the bench, right. Mason Mount. I agree. 
No, I don't agree, but I, I think that's solid. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say yeah. Mount's on the bench, but I'm going to say James Madison. Yeah, starts on the left. That 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 two I was going to put as my right yeah. centre mid, James um, Madison. Yeah, I just think James Madison. I might be realish left wing. I'll just see. Yeah. I'll just see how it goes. I'll, I'll... Mm. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if you're playing Jack Grealish, you need Rashford. to have, um, you know, you need to have like a box to box in that midfield as well, because otherwise you're going to leave a gap mm. with two it's going like forward and one sticking back. Um, yeah, I reckon James Madison's mm. got to start in that yep. right centre mid spot. And I feel like um, who, who'd be who'd behind be, him? Who, who would you think? You, you could say, um, I mean, Foden. Difficult. In fact, Foden, like he's in the debate as well. I think he's the best. Yeah. In fact, get rid of Madison. Foden starts. Foden starts. Yeah. Foden starts. Yeah. Um. Actually, left wing now. Do left wing. My right centre mid is Foden starting and um, Mm -hmm. Grealish. Behind him. Oh, Grealish. Not sure about that. So I've got two Villa players on the bench. I don't think I've said a time player yet. So um, we move. Um, yeah. Left wing Sterling for me. See, I think, I think Rashford also has a chance, but I feel like. With the way Sterling plays and he creates space, puts balls in the box, I feel like he has to start. I was, I, I think, in fact, I think it's a fifty-fifty between Rashford and and uh, Sterling. You know, I can't decide. It's okay. a 50-50. I'll say mine, and then maybe you can have an idea. Um, starting mm. left wing is Marcus Rashford, and I hate to say it, but on the bench, I'm going to have to do Saka. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think Saka has to be in the squad. I just don't know if he'll start. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, right wing, Sancho. I know he hasn't been playing well, but for Eng- for the England team, he's always superb. Yeah, I think he's got to start um, for me on the bench for you. No, Probably striker right. first. Well. <laughs> Oh, for the alpha bench, yeah, 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 for the right wing. I don't know, man. It's it's a difficult one because I feel like can Rashford play on that right hand side? I know, I know Sterling can. Yeah, I feel. Oh, it's a difficult one. It is difficult. Not not entirely sure. Mm. So for my right wing, oh, Sancho starts. Sterling on the bench. Yeah, I, th- I think Sancho's just brilliant on that right hand side that nobody, nobody should be able to take his spot. To be honest, Come on, let's go. Kane, Kane, Kane. I think it's got to be Kane in it. You just got Kane. It's got to be Kane. I think. Yeah, I think he's superb. I like. I know people say that he shouldn't start, but if there's one man throwing goal, you know, in the your in the Euros final. If if that player for me, I'm going to choose Harry Kane. That because I know he'll score. He's the player that you want in front of goals scoring. 
and he'll give him the ball in the box, Sterling he'll put it in somehow. That's how good he is. <laughs> yeah, scrap to Sterling if you have to, but open goal, you know, he's got to start. But, anyways, um, mm. my strike, oh, yeah, what's your bench? Who's on your bench? Controversial. Bench striker. Big ones. Um, Calvert- there is a few, Bradford, isn't there? Christ. There's, there's, there's a few up there. I'm going to go with Watkins. I know Calvert-Lewin and Bamford are always there, but I think Watkins has got to be on the bench right, for me. That's fair. Got three this team in the bench and starting. Yeah. Um, got back Grealish. Um <laughs> But I'm going to say Kane starts. I mean, of course, if he can do it with Sonny, he can do it with Sancho, Sterling, Rashford. He's done it for a number of years. Kane's done it for a number of years in many different places. He's proved that he can perform in big tournaments. It's a bit like at the World Cup. He he got the top scorer. Like, why would you not start? Why would you not? To complete us off. The one, the only, Patrick Bamford. Thought you would. He knows Thought how you'd to go score. In, he knows how. how to score against Villa. <laughs> I know. Yeah, unfortunately, he does. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I feel like there's one last thing that we've got to West talk about, Ham, and it's got to be West Ham, hasn't it? Mm. It's it's got to be West Ham, like. We can't go a whole episode without They're mentioning sick, West, West Ham. I don't, no, the, the, the fifth, aren't they? I thought they're fifth. Yeah. Well, either way, they might actually get Champions League football mm. after looking like yeah, relegation candidates. They're always the one that are like three points off relegation. They always edge it. Same with Newcastle. But this season, Sue Chen. Yeah. Like, oh, he's carrying them. Dog. He's absolutely carrying them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'd rather not <laughs> talk about him. Yeah, he's he, he's been playing really well for them. Like his first game, he was yeah. absolutely brilliant. He was taking shots yeah, from they everywhere. Are, they have been good. They have been. Yeah, I feel like I honestly feel like that they are. Apart from Villa, they are one of the. They are the surprise package. You know, they have been. You know, brilliant. From the turnaround that people thought they were going to get relegated, you know, relegation candidates after selling, um, you know, Dean Garner to uh, West Brom and stuff, and yet they're in, champ- mm. they're looking at Champions League now. I, I, I reckon Dean Garner probably went to West Brom thinking that West mm. West Ham are going to go down. He's probably better going there, and yet he could he could mm. be playing exactly. near the top of the Premier League now. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then they have to what an interview well. Mm. I know I <laughs> Yeah, but that's mad, isn't it? It is nice. It's, it's been a while back is it? kind of a bit here and here and again, but it's good. Um Yeah. Were you in Ireland when we last recorded it? Oh, oh wow. Uh, no, I think I was moving. Um but yeah, change yeah. of scenery. We're going to do sick. Yeah. 
We are. We're, de- we're going to do bits, man. We're, hopefully, we'll try and get yeah. like at least one or two out a week now. Hey, let's get that's a good target. You know. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. We're, we're close. I think one three thousand seven hundred and something. Four K by the end of the month. Yeah. 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 Last time I said it. By the end of the month, Christ. Goal, I'll do the Ronaldo. I got in Ed. Yeah. In lockdown, it looks like in it yeah. for a while. It's a big, so, um, big whatever you do. Um, um, mm. Ellen Fred's premier podcast on Instagram. Put it in the comment section. Um, what do you want me to do for four K yeah. by the end of the month? But um, yeah, good episode. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Bit. Thanks for watching. Thank you, people. See you. Yeah. Bye. See you guys. See you.